ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to another week of Reckoning Racing. I am your host, the Gas Man, with my co-host, who knows the most about NASCAR, Lugs. Yeah, man. Lugs. I try. Yeah. I try. You guys didn't see it. He was doing the whole John Cena, like, hey, look at me. Like, <laughs> I can't see me. Yeah, yeah whatever. You can hear me, whatever. but you can't see me. Yeah, whatever it's called, yeah. Uh, so, And, you know, fitting, WD, WWE intro. WD30. <laughs> 40 wd <laughs> <laughs> we're both messing yeah, it up yeah anyway anywho uh no i was the wwe reference we'll get to that in a little bit yeah uh so uh yeah welcome back to our bi-weekly uh off, off season. season and this is our last off season because ne- our next episode will be the start of our regular season right yeah it should be after the clash so yeah so which i think is the 15th no. Thirteenth. Twelfth. Twelfth's our next episode. Yeah. Because the clash is on the thirteenth. Yeah. Right? No. Not clash. Not clash. I'm sorry. The the duels <laughs> are on the thirteenth. Yeah, so we'll That's be we'll be yeah. in between the duels and the clash. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm sorry about that. But anyway, folks, this is our pretty much our last off season episode. So in two weeks when we start again our next episode, that will be our season starter. The twelfth. Yep. Yep. And okay. then we'll bless you every week. Every, every week. With our sounds. Yes. Uh, hey, we got uh, something new today, or I got something new today for us to try. Oh, you did, did you? Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it. It's actually, um, so I'll let you explain them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, have we talked about this on the on the show? I think we briefly talked about it last time. I mean, like very briefly. I was trying to remember, it. and I can't, yeah. I couldn't remember if we did or not. Yeah. So, um, well, in case you have been living under a rock, uh, Kyle Bush has launched an energy drink, Rowdy Energy. Um, so I was like, oh man, I got to try that. But problem is it's not really being carried in stores. So the, your typical distribution channel, um, they're just starting off with online sales. So I was on there poking around and, um, just seeing, you know, what was available and everything. And I said, ask eh, screw it. I'm just going to go ahead and order some. So, uh, ordered us a couple to try here, uh, today yeah. gas man luckily they actually it. just came in like an hour ago yeah yeah so yeah um, that, that was nice and, uh, and with it being cold weather outside they were already pretty already cold yeah. yeah thanks southern indiana weather not yeah. <laughs> um but yeah um so i got two flavors here uh strawberry lemonade which uh is probably the one i'm more curious to try and then sour, sour apple green. yeah sour green apple. sour green apple yeah i'm not a big apple fan but i figured you know paying the shipping on it might as well sure uh get a couple sure. and they retail for 2.99 on there so right right Each. around the same lines as other energy yeah drink. same as like a bang yeah. or monster is yeah. usually a little bit cheaper depending on what gas station you yeah. go to or or where you buy it if yeah. you buy it warm or whatever but uh not not a bad price point it is a little bit less caffeine than like a monster i I think a monster is about the same is it about a bang, the same? it's a bang, less than a bang yeah bangs are like 300 milligrams yeah. so it's like half of a bang i love my caffeine so we'll see what this uh we'll see what this does here yeah this might uh, be one that we can drink and go straight to bed still 
<laughs> I, that's how that's how monsters used to be for me. I used to yeah. drink monsters well, I so much. I don't really have yeah. that like motivation. Like, yeah, let's drink an energy drink and go to bed. Well, yeah. So back in the day, I had a lot of stuff going on in my life. I just drank monsters literally like, as just my normal drink. Yeah. So I drank like five or six a day. Yeah. Um, so I would literally drink one and then I would go to bed right after it, like no problems. <laughs> uh, I don't drink monsters a whole lot anymore. I actually ended up getting like a couple of kidney stones. It was not a pleasant experience. I cut back on my energy drink consumption a lot. Yeah. Gotcha. So I now do a couple a week compared to, you know, five a day. Yeah, I've really cut back. I haven't really had one and I don't think I've had one. Well, yeah. I was hungover the other day and I stopped by the gas station got one. <laughs> I retract that statement. A, a rehab? Yeah, 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 I did. Rehab's my favorite. But yeah. let's pop these open, man, and smell them, see what they, yeah, see what they like smell a fine, like Yeah, like a fine wine. Oh, the uh, logo is kind of like an R for Rowdy. It's a very... Uh, I like the layout, the texture. Yeah, it's a... If you try the new Mountain Dew Sugar Freeze, their cans um, are like a matte finish. Yeah. And that's kind of what this reminds me of, yeah, is the way it feels uh-huh. and stuff. So here we go. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the strawberry lemonade. Gasman has the sour apple. Mm, it reminds me of like a, a Jolly Rancher, a green apple Jolly Rancher. Is what it s- smells like? Mine doesn't smell like anything I've really smelled before. But hey, once you pour some of that in your cup, it reminds me of punch. That's what I mean. Literally, that's what it reminds me of is punch. Like just a punch, like a made p- punch drink. Yeah, like you know, uh, yeah. like uh, you go to a high school dance and yeah. they have punch. I'm assuming I've never been to high school <laughs> dances. So <laughs> I was gonna say, did we go to high school dances? A junior high dance? I didn't. Didn't we go to like one junior high dance? So man, you just chugged that like it was a beer. Oh man! All right, so that does literally taste like a apple Jolly Rancher. You want more verbatim before I start drinking out of the candy? No, more? go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Did you already try it? No, not yet. I, was, I just want to make sure before I start putting my tongue Make sure I don't like just start I, I don't hacking want, and dying from Well, I, in case rowdy. I have the coronavirus, I, you know, I'd rather you have what you want before I transmitted it to you. Yeah. The coronavirus in today's world is <laughs> the plague of 2020. Yeah. We are overpopulated. That is true. For sure. So I've seen a meme on Facebook. About plague during the 1820s, 1920s. 2020s. And then this was like before the whole coronavirus thing. Yeah. And now it's popped up. I'm like, is that meme true? Because that makes you wonder. Yeah. it's The world has a way of correcting itself to an extent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, that actually is a strong apple flavor. And it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say it's better than the, what is it? The What's the green monster in, in the... Um, Sugar-free Like version. a watermelon? It's a pat- no, pear? It's, um, it's pear, isn't it? The green one? Yeah. I don't think it's pear. To me, it tastes the like... all green, yeah, not the black with the green No, no, I know what you're all... talking about. The, I really like that one. My favorite monster. Uh, it's called Paradise. Like, I thought it was like a watermelon. That's To me, it tastes like a watermelon flavor. But this is... Okay. Okay, go I, on. I need you to try this. Coronavirus <laughs> okay. or not. Okay, okay. That tastes to me like a strawberry fruit roll-up. Straight up takes me back to middle school. Um, Strawberry fruit roll-up. about spit it out when you were saying that because you're 100% right. I was about to spit it out because I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> and it's the after. It has a little bit of an aftertaste, yeah. and it's completely that's, a fruit roll-up That's aftertaste. what it is, a fruit roll-up kick in the mouth after you drink it. Yeah. 
100, 100% on that. So I would rate, I'm not a big Apple fan, so I would give the Apple a 7 out of 10 just because I'm not an Apple guy. If I was an Apple guy, I'd probably give it a 10 out of 10, honestly. But, yeah, if you're an Apple fan, like especially like the Jolly Rancher Apple, yeah. you're, you're going to love this yeah. yeah, But just me personally, I'm not a big Apple fan. Um, the strawberry here, though, I would give that a solid 8.5. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Man, you're very generous. I don't know. I mean, they're good. I, I ah, man. So what do we set as the standard as like the highest? I'm just like too. I'm too in tuned in the rehab world, man. I think. Yeah, and with you, I see that it might just... take me. It might take me a couple of them to get accustomed to the flavor and really crave it. Oh, and... that's really cool. Uh, I just noticed this. Um, so anyway, I'm doing the keto diet, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm very conscious yep. on my carbs, and mm-hmm. I noticed that the ones you got—I don't know if they all are. I don't. I'm, they, for I'm that. pretty sure they all are. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, our zero sugar, mm-hmm. and I just happened to look down. There's actually a label on the can that says, uh, "I can't." It's such small words, I can't read keto all of friendly. it, but it does say keto diet on it. Doctor Axes. Axes, yeah, approved keto diet. So that's really cool, actually. I mean, this is completely a keto drink. So I will say I was a little skeptical because I'm not a rowdy fan, Bush fan. Uh, I'm glad you bought these. Um, would I drink it again? Absolutely. Would it become a drink of choice of mine? Actually, I, it possibly could be because yeah. I, I do like it. It's keto friendly. I, I I do like them. I want to try the, all the flavors now. So I wonder, is the NOS version... Kyle Bush discontinued or is that are they mm. still producing that or is it the same freaking company they're just branching out with this which it that very well could be do you remember Gordon's energy drink man 24 energy no you I don't d- I don't remember this though really no I do not remember it huh so stop looking at me like that I literally so don't remember this it. was yeah. hold on man I'm trying to remember that what the reason I'm looking at you like a like <laughs> locked up is because I'm trying to remember what year it was that it came out. I want to say it was probably 2006. I mean, this was before energy, the energy drink craze yeah. really took off, and it was in conjunction with Pepsi, of course. But yeah, go figure. Um, Pepsi never really did a whole lot with their energy drinks. They amp, tried, but, yeah, but even it. that didn't really take off to anything big. Yeah. Um. By the way, 15 calories. Zero zero sugar for really? the green apple. Yeah, just thought I'd point that out. And look what Lugs pulls out of his Jeff Gordon collection. <laughs> a a not full, it's an empty can. At least that's a positive. It means you either drank it or you dumped it out because you didn't like it. I drank it. Okay, so we have a can of Jeff Gordon 24 Energy that Lugs was just talking about. A uh, lot of sugar. This one has uh, 30, 33 grams of sugar. And that's... Per serving, it's two servings. So, yeah, that's wow, that's wow, it is. And then a uh, caffeine was you just mentioned it. Where was it at? Seventy five, yeah, seventy five milligrams okay. per serving. So half of the caffeine. But if you drink the whole thing, it'd be one fifty. Yeah, which is close to this. Oh, true, true. Yeah, this is probably one serving, right? Uh, uh, that's a good point. Is it? Yep, <clears throat> sure okay. size one can. So if you drink this which whole thing, which I don't thing, understand, why are energy drinks so big? Why are they? Why? Why aren't they? Well, my wife asked me the same thing. She asked you why energy drinks are so she big. She did. Yes, she did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, why, are, why aren't they? Why aren't they just a regular twelve ounce can? I don't know. 
this one this who decided yeah energy drinks need the big big some bitches so uh the rowdy is what 16 ounces yeah okay and the jeff gordon one's 16 ounces as well uh anyway we looked it up 2007 is when this came out oh it's close yeah yeah so 2007 uh actually yeah i was living in chicago at the time yeah, I was thinking 2006, I was graduating college, moving up, but no, nah, actually 2007, I was already moved and living in Chicago at the time. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't ever remember seeing this. I'm sure I was really looking for it. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> However, if Dale Jr. had done an energy drink, you would have probably been uh, all over that. Hello, Amp. I, I like started drinking That wasn't until like 2008, though. Well, true, true. But I mean, I started drinking, like when he became sponsored by AMP, I started drinking a lot of sugar-free AMP. All right, well. When, when I could find him. So anyway, Rowdy gets a plus from me on this. Yeah, you give me your um, give me your scores. I see they're both sevens for me. Seven? Yeah, it, I mean, that's on the higher end, I think. I don't, I don't want to give it a perfect score because obviously there's always room for improvement. Um, like if, uh, Dale Jr. was back in this and not Rowdy, it'd probably be a 10. <laughs> so there's always room for improvement. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Just kidding. Uh, but the, uh, these will look good when they're open in, uh, Victory Lane and Daytona in a couple weeks. Oh yeah? You think so? <laughs> We're going on predictions on our next episode. You think, you think, so you already called it. Kyle's winning the Daytona 500. I do. Okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. Hasn't that's mm-hmm. basically the one uh, one race he's not won, man. So not happening. Anyway, let's move on. So there's been a lot of news released since our last episode, mainly yesterday. Yesterday was like bombardment of crap. Of crap. Well, I say crap because a lot of it's like not important news, but still a lot of news. And there was a couple of surprising things too that we'll get to. Um, anyway, we'll just start going down the list that we have here. Uh, first off, it's finally been confirmed. Uh, we talked about it briefly last episode. I said I heard a rumor it'd be Gaunt Brothers, uh, and it was confirmed. Yes, it was. I guess that was yesterday as well, right? Part of that whole yes. news day yesterday. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Uh, so sponsors for Suarez is going to be a mix of Toyota, Coca Cola, and uh, Comscope. Comscope, which is the parent company of Airs. Uh, gotcha. But I don't think Airs itself is going to be on the car, but they're still associated with Suarez. Hmm. I wonder what this means for Parker Kligerman. If he'll move, just do more analyst type stuff for NBC or probably, probably. And it was kind of whenever he came out and said that he's not going to be back in the car. That's pretty much like okay, yeah, we know Suarez is yeah. definitely going to yeah. be in there. So really, like one of the worst kept secrets in the garage. It was all over social media mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no it's not shocking to anybody. Yeah. Um. Some finally some good news for Alex Bowman. He got uh, some sponsorship news today. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. Um, Valvoline's going to be the main sponsor for the Daytona 500, but Chevrolet Accessories Partners are going to be on for the other 26 races. So that's going to be like um, Truck Hero, which I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, there's, yeah, actually, being a Chevy guy is kind of surprising that I don't know these vendors either. So. Um, but Adams Polishes, I, I've heard of them. They're just kind of like a you know like a mother's pol- you know okay. mother's lineup basically. But they're very uh, prominent in like the tuner world. A lot of a lot of imports okay. and yeah, stuff sure, like sure. that. People use those, so I see them on Instagram a lot being being shopped around. And then Noco, I don't know what that is either, but. Uh, at least another uh, accessory of some sort yeah. company yeah but uh good good for them i th- 
coming down to the wire, yeah. really, sponsorship-wise. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, there's been questions a lot here recently about, you know, what's happening with Alex Bowman because we had not heard anything yet. The only thing we did know is that Cincinnati machining was going to do some races. Mm-hmm. Lumar was going to do a couple of races. Yeah. And we heard that Valvoline was going to probably do a race or two, but we didn't know the details. And now this comes out. So that kind of finishes up his whole season. Okay, so now we've got, what, six sponsors throughout the whole season, something like that? Yeah. Just to, just to make it for him. So hopefully he can perform, and next year will be a little easier getting the season covered with sponsors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. talking about Bowman sponsors, uh, Exalta. Yeah. They really dropped back on sponsoring him. I'm not for sure how many races they did last year, but they're only doing, I think it's three races next year for Bowman. Do you think this is a Bowman issue or a Hendrick issue? Hmm. That's a good question. Man, I I don't know. So here's the deal. Alex is wonderful. We've met Alex. We've had the pleasure of talking to Alex. Yeah. Extremely nice guy. But what did he even admit to us during our, our talk He's with him? He's closed off and kind of just real particular who he surrounds himself with. Exactly. And that does not sit well with sponsors. Yeah. And they'll never come out and say that because they want everybody to be in their individual. But if you're not out there pushing the hell out of their product, why would they want to back you? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Again, Alex has to let his racing do his talking for him if he's not going to do the talking himself. Yeah. And it's, he's stepped it up, and I think he's going. If he continues on the what he was doing towards the end of the season, I think he'll be good. Um, but if he has a bad season, again, he's not being the face. He's not getting out there promoting mm-hmm. like some of these people do. So it's going to be really hard for a sponsor to step up. So he's really bringing bringing value added to yeah, my money. It's a good point, honestly. Um, other sponsor news in the Hendrick camp is Unifirst is moving from. William Byron to Chase. I was surprised by that. Think so? I mean, yeah. I was too. I mean, I mean, there's there's just been a, just lot, a lot of shuffling, shuffling yeah. within the the Hendrick group, right? So you have Unifirst going to Chase, and then Exalta going from Bowman to Byron as a primary. So Byron's going to have Exalta for twenty two races. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Why do you feel there's such a shuffle of the sponsors between the guys like that? I don't know, unless everybody just wants a a pie piece of the pie of Chase Elliott. I mean, I think you know I would not be surprised if Unifirst came to Hendrick and said, "Look, we're giving you all this money. We want to be on a winning car." Exactly. And, and Chase is the breadwinner of the group. He had three wins last season. Bowman had the other one, right? Yeah, That's right. Not a great year for Hendrick. Good for Chase, but I mean, I can kind of see a sponsor's point if that's what's really happening. Yeah, and I, I come. I mean, money talks, right? Right. So I think if you're pumping a lot of money and you're going to get to have a say so, which one's going to sell more? William Byron, memorabilia, cars, image, or Chase Elliott? Mm-hmm. Well, we right. all know the you know the most popular driver award. Exactly, exactly. Um, and still, kind of in the Hendrick realm, we got to we got to see Johnson's uh, new and final scheme for his last season in the Cup Series. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, what what's your thoughts on it, man? It's just slightly, you know, modified from last year's paint scheme. I didn't really see a big difference with it. It was not what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a little bit more of like a throwback to his earlier days, possibly his rookie season. I'm mm-hmm. sure they're going to do something this year to that extent. I hate it. 
I don't think it's I. You hate it worse than last year's scheme. I don't know if I hate it worse than last year's scheme. Last year's scheme was a complete disappointment, and I don't think anybody expected it. And now that it, yeah, yeah, I don't you've got to wrap your mind around it through the last season. Like, I, I just wasn't a fan of it, and this one doesn't do anything to really change my mind. Yeah, this is just like to me, this is last year's paint scheme part two. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very similar with just a little bit. of... I mean, the fading towards the back is kind of neat, but it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. And it's your last season, go out with a bang, have a badass car. But no, it's very vanilla, I feel. Well, and like, if you think about Ally, all of their marketing, right, it's all what? Black, purple, and yellow. It is. It is. So they probably had a pretty strong say-so in, in what could go into the yeah, car, would be my assumption. Yeah, I think they could have went... I don't know. I think they could went back towards like um, similar to a layout like the lows or something different. I don't know. I just to me it's just not. It's just it just doesn't do. It just doesn't get me wet. In the I'm pants, sure. Like. Well, I'm sure it'll be like what Gordon did, like one race, rainbow paint scheme, right? I'm right. sure they're gonna pull something they should, out. They, yeah, at yeah. Some point. They'll have to. I yeah. think. So uh, it's just a matter of time before that happens. What's the Darlington scheme uh, throwback this year? What past era? champions? So there you go. Past cha- so yeah, I mean, it wouldn't make sense for obviously him to honor himself. He is a past champion seven times. You know, yeah. it'd be awesome. If somehow they did a Jimmy Johnson did a paint scheme with a mix of his Richard Petty and Del Sr. All seven times. All seven times on one car. It actually, would kind of be kind of cool if they somehow did that. Yeah, I don't know how you would do three like, s- like a stripe, like maybe the front, like the hood front is Johnson, and then the where the door area is maybe petty blue and then the back being black, you know, with the number, yeah. th- just a reference to the three. I yeah. mean, just speaking of which, have you seen the petition by everyone to try to get, um, Lakers colors on Byron's car to, to honor Kobe? No, but I could see that as a possibility. It was doing blowing it up on Twitter. Like the wow. last, you know, I never even thought about that with the number 24. Yeah. Um, or even a number eight car, or both, maybe doing like a like an all star race, mm-hmm. like both. That'd be kind of that'd be actually kind of cool. Yeah, there was. I wasn't doing... a huge basketball fan, but everybody knows Kobe Bryant. Absolutely, absolutely. So, it would be cool to see. Um, everyone, I mean, like one person had a tweet, and it had like five thousand like likes and shares, and so I was really surprised how much it had taken off. People were doing renders and posting up stuff, and it'd be pretty cool, but. Yeah, I don't know if Hendrick would be on board with something. Yeah, I like mean, that. who's going to pay for that? Yeah. I mean, who's going to be the sponsor to allow that? Right. I, right. I don't know. But, I mean, it'd be cool for Exalta because they are a paint company, right? So they can kind of get behind it and to show well, off and their that, paint quality. Exactly, and that's what somebody said is Kobe was a winner, right? And Exalta paints winners. Boom. Uh, that, yeah, that's yeah, that so, makes sense. That's pretty cool. But and then someone was like, "What is what has Kobe ever done for NASCAR? Why should they?" It's like he's actually been involved with the sport. He's came to races. He's got a good relationship with Ryan Blaney and Denny Hamlin. Um, I mean, so there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people and, don't see. And let's be honest: when Dale Senior died, was that just a NASCAR only impact? No, and absolutely not. I, and there's there's times that there's certain stars per se that are that transpire across all sports, and Kobe's one of them. I mean, like I said, my dad. Okay, my dad is like does not watch bath. He does not watch any sport other than NASCAR. Mm-hmm. It, it, this is uh, it, it was unfortunate. I was at a fu- at a visitation for a funeral whenever the news broke, 
And I uh, went over and told my dad about it. He's like, holy shit, really? Like, he knew who Kobe was, and this guy's never watching Like, yeah. even a minute of basketball his whole right, life. Right, Yeah, it's crazy, man. Sad for sure. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, I mean, lose your husband and your daughter in the same – I mean, it's just – it's devastating. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to hear that. It's unfortunate. Um, let's see, moving on, moving on, moving on. Harvick, um, hasn't been unveiled yet, but Harvick's supposedly going to have a special paint scheme for, uh, some Daytona race. Yeah, it's been partially unveiled. Like, it showed, like, Harvick standing there in front of the car. You can see a little, a little bit in the background. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be the, uh, pit, join the, join the parentheses pit crew challenge from Bush, uh, to promote that. Which they did one specifically last year for the Clash. If you remember the car to can, it was like a, almost a carbon fiber looking black right. car. Yeah, remember that? yeah, I remember so, the car to can. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interested to see what this one looks like. So is is Bush going to top the paint schemes that they did last year? Are they? I mean, are they going to turn it up a notch? Are they? Can they outdo what they did last year? Because last year they knocked it out of the park for paint yeah, schemes. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I mean, they set the bar high for themselves. I'm excited to to see because, like, I enjoy, I like Harvick. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan, but like, you know, I bought his Millennial yeah. paint scheme, yeah. and uh, you know, it drives diecast sales. So yeah, absolutely. I, I, Keep them coming. Again, and how much interaction be the fans were there about these different schemes? Yeah, for sure. It's cool as hell. So hopefully they do something like that again this year. Keep it going for sure. On sponsor front, Bass Pro. Bass Pro is stepping up their primary sponsorships. They're going to do 35 total races at primary sponsor. 11 with Austin Dillon, 24 with Truex. Dillon had three last year with Bass Pro. I wonder why they're increasing. Now 11. I, is, is Dow coming back? I don't know. Maybe they're help stepping in and fill a void there because – Johnny Moore's from Bass Pro and Richard Childers are really good friends. Really, hmm. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. I, I feel like Dow is a good alignment with that team and Richard Childress. So it is, but they went through a lot of negativity last year because of chemicals that they that they're they own like Monsanto and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. some of their like killing animals and all yeah. that stuff. They went through a little negative period there for a while. Yeah, and people were you know saying that they should remove the. Sponsorships. Really? Like I never yeah. saw that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, if you go to the All-Star race this year, you're going to get a uh, pit free pit pass. Yeah, wouldn't that be badass? So not only do you get into the watch the All-Star race, you also get a pit pass. If you've never had that experience before, that's a good way to get that experience. Yeah. I wonder, are they just trying to boost bolster the sales for the All-Star? Um, I would say yes, and they're also probably trying to find a way to increase that fan engagement, and that's a great way to do it is via the All-Star. Sure, sure. Um, and what, then Brendan, Brendan Gaughan announced he's coming back for four super speed races and calling it quits this year, which that it wasn't new. That it was exposed uh, right. a little bit while ago, but uh, basically it's, said he's going to run all four. Yeah, basically it was like maybe just a one race. We didn't know what we were getting, but he came out and confirmed it's going to be all four. Yeah. So it's going to be the two Daytona races, yeah. two Talladega races. Hopefully he keeps all four wheels on the ground yeah. in those yeah. four races. Yeah, so his mom doesn't get upset. <laughs> uh, Miller Lights back for Keselowski at the Coke 600. Yeah. The patriotic uh, Red, schemes white, they do. Sheep. That's yeah. always a good-looking yeah. scheme, so cool Absolutely. to see that coming back. And here's a nice one. Uh, 
they kind of teased us with some of the colors. We're trying to figure out, you know, me and you were texting back and forth. Was it Hunt Brothers? Was it Castrol? Uh, but come to find out, Castrol's coming back into the sport as a sponsor for Ryan Newman. Yeah, doing a couple races, I think. So cool to see somebody like that return back. Yeah, and John Hunter Nemechek's got a sponsor for the 500. It's going to be a sit guard, which is a uh, uh, basically heavy-duty oil. Yeah. Yeah, so like for semi stuff like that. Cool. If Sitgo so. came back. Sitgo's been uh, absent for a long time. Did I say Sitgo? No, you didn't. Oh, I said okay. it'd be cool if Sitgo Oh, yeah, came absolutely. Back. Yeah. Sitgo, the Venezuelan oil company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get on to other news, real quick, Glugs, uh, the NASCAR next gen car. Uh, so they've talked about in the next couple of months trying to have multiple cars on the track at the same time. Like two cars, you know, so they can start start to understand the draft stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then come, <clears throat> excuse me, come like August, June, of uh, the late summer time frame, trying to get like mini cars on the track, as teams start to build these cars. Yeah. So my question, if they're not really going to understand how multiple cars work on the track together until like August, when teams start building these cars. Are these teams going to build these cars and have to turn around and rip them to shreds to, to make changes that they find out they're going to need to make? Probably. That's just interesting. Yeah, you think NASCAR would build, like be responsible for building multiple cars. It's their idea, run them, and then give those specs to the teams. Well, my understanding is that they are going to have one main supplier of the bodies, right? Supposedly, so. yes. Which there's going to be different what, noses, though? It's going to be the same chassis. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know, man. We're Still a lot to learn There's a it. lot that's in kind of a gray area yeah. there, and we're going to just find out as we go, basically. Yeah. Uh, and one last news about NASCAR itself. They're changing the stages. They're going to be more like even three ways instead. Yeah, of- and so I saw two different things there. Some people okay. were saying like, it's just going to be specific races. Some it's going to be like mile and a half. Did you see any clarification? I, I did not. I assumed it was all of them. I really did not know them. Yeah, so some people were saying it was all of them, and other people were saying, no, it's not all of them. So I, I did see that they're doing it for the 500. Yes, yes. Which, you know, what's your thoughts there? I mean, it's just going to change the strategy a little bit. A little but bit, but I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact. Yeah, I don't think so either. So, <laughs> I mean, I could take it or leave it, really. Yep, yep. And talking about the 500, we'll get into our next bit of news, which is the whole WWE reference earlier with that Lugs was doing. Uh, some guy named Sheamus. I don't watch WWE. I don't either. I cannot tell you who this guy is, other than a big old redheaded dude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who it is either. I mean, I've maybe heard of him, but I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Well, the, the, well, I've, I've heard of him, but... The, so I've heard the name Sheamus. I actually met Irish people with the name Sheamus, so I don't... <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a, if he's an Irish guy or if he's just playing an Irish guy role because he's redheaded. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. I'm sure some of you watch WWE. Feel free email us wreckingracing@gmail.com. Tell us who this guy is. Yeah. Anyway, pace car driver for the 500. Sheamus. Remember um, a couple years ago when John Cena was the <laughs> the pace car driver and like got got it. Um, Jamie Little's hair, like basically, yeah, in his, <laughs> his face, face and he yeah, did, like yeah, that funny gesture, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe that'll happen again. So there has been a big push between NASCAR and WWE. I'm assuming that's been a purpose marketing employee between the two. I, I mean, they've I, done a lot of cross advertisement between the two. It reminds me of the days back uh, when NASCAR was on TNT. 
because WWE or WWF, whichever whichever one it was, was real big on TNT back in the day. Mm-hmm. So it kind of reminds me of that feel again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And talking about broadcast, I don't have it on my notes. I just thought about it that uh, Fox is only or uh, yeah, Fox is only running with the two man broadcast booth now. Your boy Jeff Gordon. Yeah, and Mike Joy. They had Mike mentioned Joy, that yeah. a while back that they didn't really have any plans to. Yeah. Put anybody else in there. Yeah, there was um, some speculation when DW retiring, but then nothing ever came about. But so then it was starting to be speculated that they're not going yeah. to replace them, and that's exactly yeah, what happened. Kind of what it's looking like. So I'm fine with that. I mean, yeah, no, I'm and I'm okay with it too. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Mike Joy. I think his voice annoys me a little bit, but uh, he's good at what he does, and I think Jeff's pretty good too. So it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, for makes sure. Sense. And talking about broadcasting news, this is some news that broke yesterday that I did not expect to see. What's that? Jeff Hammond. Oh, yeah. Coming back? Yeah. So, Jeff Hammond coming out of retirement from the broadcast booth to... Crew chief. Crew chief. Right? Yeah. Eight races for Clay Greenfield. And that's the other thing. I didn't don't know this Clay Greenfield guy. Hmm. Do you know him? Nope. So, the rumor is, is that they're basically KBM trucks. So... Hmm. Anyway, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that transpires. I mean, it's been a couple of years since he's been out there. Speaking of KBM trucks, did you see the information from or the tweet from Greg Biffle saying he's I, looking forward to the triple truck challenge this year? So it sounds like so he's Biffle, coming back. Sounds like Biffle's uh, coming back. The Biff. The Biff's coming back. The Biff. Which why wouldn't you? I mean, you yeah, freaking you, came out of retirement. Yeah, one race. Walk off. Won it. Win. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Just don't mess any mess with anybody's cameras in the bathroom, okay? <laughs> um, if you don't get that one, you have to go way back. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. What else we got? Chili Bow was last week. Yeah, Mr. Larson finally get got his win. Yeah. So let's talk about that real quick. There briefly, lugs. So after he gets a win, he makes a comment. You probably know the comment I'm referring to. Sorry, NASCAR. Yeah. This is bigger than Daytona, I think, is something like this. Yeah, basically, sorry, NASCAR, a.k.a. NASCAR fans, but for me, this race is bigger than winning the day Daytona. Well, of course, because yeah. you haven't won Daytona. Well, right, but as a NASCAR fan, how did that make you feel? Is that a punch to your gut, or do you get it? I mean, if I grew up on dirt and have been trying for years and years and years and years, years and years 15. to get the Chili Bowl win. Or 13, I mean, I'm sorry, think about years. it, dude. You're competing about th- against 300 yeah, other exactly, people. Exactly. So I kind of get it, man. I'm not going to take sides, but I get it. Like, it's difficult, right? And he did it. Yeah, so. he did it. And you know what? Him making that comment, I understand it. He's a dirt racer. That's his background. I think that's what you got to take in I, mind is you got to have that dirt mentality. Right? Yeah, and, and if... For him to be chasing it along, I mean, he's been doing it, been chasing that a lot longer than he's been chasing the Daytona 500. Right, right. So, you know, good for him. I'm glad he won it. I'm finally glad he got that monkey off his back. Anytime that we is an opportunity for his wife to shotgun beers, it's great. <laughs> she's getting good at it, too. Yeah, so he's drinking White Claws, and she's shotgunning beers. Don't hate on the claw now. I'm not, because I'm not going to lie. I had a White Claw the other day. <laughs> so, I'm again, I'm on this keto kick, right? So, we go out. We're uh, out before. Okay, this is going to make me sound so stupid. I went to a Miranda Lambert concert. Who's that? Well, it's some country singer. I'm not a big country fan. 
Um, but she must be big in the country world. I went to it for a buddy of mine came to town. Uh, so for to hang out with him, I went to this concert and, uh, anyway, I, we went to this restaurant before the concert and uh, I tried a white claw. I was like, it was black cherry. I was like, I just going to probably suck. Who bought I, that? Are you just like, I'll try it because it's keto? I, yeah. I just tried it because it was keto. Okay. Um, and I would, I, I mean, I'm not very picky on my alcoholic beverages usually. So, uh, I was like, I'll just try it. Um, I had a Trulies before, mm-hmm. and that was garbage. The Trulies are not good. So I was like, man, I, I was kind of hesitant, but I'm like, I'll go ahead and try. It's a different brand. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie, the black cherry, what, white black cherry. Claw. Yeah, try the lime, man. The lime's good too. So Super Bowl this weekend, right? Yep. So I am getting several different white claws and Bud Light seltzers to kind of try, like variety yeah. pack. What time are you bringing them over? Uh, I'm at my house, so you you feel free to come and join me for the Super Bowl. I uh, might actually. I don't have anything planned. If I have anything planned, come over. I'm not. I'm gonna have a couple people at my house. Like we're old people, you know. We're all old. Yeah. Uh, just on that just note, who's your pick? Who's winning it? The Chiefs. I hate the 49ers. Okay, you hate them, but who's gonna win it? Who do you? The not Chiefs. Ha- I really think that. Well, man, I honestly. It could go either way. Both teams are actually really good teams, uh, but Patrick Mahomes is a stud, man. I mean, he's got a, he's got a cannon, and the, you try to, you know, get a rush on him, and he'll just make you look stupid. What, at, so tell me now, what's the final score? I need a prediction. Oh goodness sakes! Uh, I haven't even thought about it. But I mean, uh, uh, twenty-seven, twenty-four. All right, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Chiefs. Yeah. So, what about you, there, big NFL fan? I'm going 49ers, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Why is that? What, what's your That's reason? Gordon's team. <laughs> Gordon always liked the uh, 49ers. You know me. I don't give a shit about football. Yeah, dude. exactly. That's why I was surprised. I watch it, it for up. the commercials and an excuse to drink beer and eat nasty, trashy food. You know. So, so if you want to come over, I'm having white claws and Bud Light seltzers. Ooh. So if you want more than that, bring it yourself. And I am having. I'm gonna smoke some chicken wings. Oh, all right. And my Count wife's making some kind of shrimp. Oh, coconut shrimp or something? Oh, yeah? I don't know. She had some kind of keto recipe she's trying. I don't know. But anyway, I know a buddy of mine that's supposed to be coming, supposed to be making chili. Um, And then there's like two other people coming. Cool. So, again, old people. I Actually, other than my wife, I was going to be the youngest one there. It tells you something because I'm pretty damn old. <laughs> um, Getting back to the news, I just saw this right before we started our podcast. But Gear Wrench is coming back to Kurt Busch. Yeah, I seen the twenty twenty uh, scheme. New available. paint scheme. Yeah, it looks, looks really good. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So cool to see uh, Ganassi reupping some some sponsors. So yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of last things that we have is regarding like the uh, Xfinity series is that cause Kaz. Kaz, Kaz I, no, I, we never really Kaz. talked about it's, how it's actually pronounced. I think it's. I've heard it both, honestly. So I think we've always said Kaz. So yeah. Kaz Gralla, uh is coming back for a partial schedule with RCR. Um, and we all knew that Matt Schneider was going to make my, my, my at, Matt. How do you pronounce it? Matt Schneider? My, my Schneider? Yeah, I don't know. M-Y-A-T-T. But anyway, he was in a partial schedule for RCR as well. But he's also uh, been announced that he's going to do a partial schedule for Ryan Seeger Racing as well. Hmm. And then uh, B.J. McLeod's team is bringing in Mason Massey to run on partial schedule. Hmm. And uh, let's see what else we got. Steven Light's going to run part-time for NBM Motorsports. 
C.J. McLaughlin is going to be running a part-time for Ryan C. Gracing as well when Matt, Matt, Matt not, isn't. Yeah. I need to figure out how to pronounce that. I feel like a hick. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's a different name, man. What do you... M-Y-A-T-T. I mean, I'm... Matt? 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 Mike? 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 So, uh, and then um, the last bit of news I had, which wasn't like, not like big news... Is Mike Carmen is bringing two cars to Daytona, one for Joe Nemechek and one for himself. Okay. Yeah, big competition there. <laughs> True. Just yeah. go meet him at Applebee's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that? yeah. <laughs> meet me down Applebee's. Who was it that said? Oh, was it Michael Annette that said? I think it was. I think it was yeah. Michael Annette. How do I remember that? Because I don't remember I, anything I don't else. Yeah, I didn't remember it until you said that. So good for you. Yeah. So Michael Annette was bad mouthing Mike Harmon, and Mike Harmon was like, "Come down to Applebee's. We'll settle this or whatever." <laughs> so yeah. What kind of news you got left there, Lugs? I really don't have anything else, man. Um. I'm just right. freaking ready to get going, man. Although, did you watch any Rolex? 24 hours of Rolex at Daytona? Uh, I I didn't, and I apologize, but um, I went through a really tough time last week. Yeah. So I, I did not get you. I actually didn't watch really any TV it's, at all last week. It's kind of lackluster. But one thing, um, they had, like, it was on NBC, and uh, they had the whole NBC crew there. So Dale Jr. and everybody, uh, Steve Latart, they were doing kind of some analyst you know stuff there uh during the during the broadcast and um at some point i think they had gordon on there and he basically said you know because he's done the rolex 24 did a couple years ago right and he said he'd love to do it again but he'd love to do it get a team going and basically get junior jimmy and tony stewart that would be bad be the four of them that would be badass. Yeah, and that, I can see them doing that too. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd watch the hell out of that. Yeah. So that would be really badass. Freaking do it, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't have any other news, but uh, I do want to say we're Gary have a coochie yep, friend have, of ours join yeah, us to kind of give us treat. some yeah. give us some insight about some changes happening in the sport industry, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, which is awesome because there's a lot of changes uh this yeah. season with uh officiating pit stops all kinds of fueling so um i'm interested to get ryan's take on that yeah absolutely uh so anyway folks our uh crew chief friend ryan bell from mbm motorsports it joined us right now all right well thanks for calling in tonight man hey no problem no problem at all all right so we were just uh doing uh recording the podcast and we were just talking about the changes that are coming up this this season and I'm glad you called in because we want to get an insider's opinion about how it affects the teams on these new uh, pit stops in the Xfinity series. And I'll tell you what, um, I think this is actually a really cool move by NASCAR. Um, one of the biggest misconceptions of this whole deal is that they're taking out live pit stops. And that's actually the farthest from what they're doing. Um, it's still going to be live stops. It's still going to be like what you see every single weekend just you get to watch the everyday mechanics uh do it instead of the young guns over the wall uh professional athletes so you know you you aren't going to lose spots on pit road but you can still lose spots on pit road if you don't get the stop done fast enough and they're only going to give you somewhere around 25 seconds to complete a stop so I mean, it's still not going to be easy, and there's still going to be a lot of strategy that goes with it. 
So what you're saying is that when an, there's a potential of an older guy who might be a crew chief that gets out there and, and tries this, that might injure himself a little bit, that could impact the stop. Uh, yes, yes, very much so. Very, very much so. Yeah. Sorry, I had to throw a little bit of a dig in there at you. <laughs> no, man, I, uh, I we've been teaching two, well, we got about two and a half groups of brand new, completely fresh rookies that have come in, and we're trying to teach them how to, to be our regular season, not just these four races, but they're going to be doing our pit stops throughout the year, and uh so, uh, yeah, a couple times this week I've had to dust off the old shoes and go at it again with them. <laughs> I think the, think the extra weight and then the old uh, belly's blowing me down a little <laughs> bit from when I was young, but I think I'd still get it done. <laughs> Ryan, so question for you. Do you see this ever being rolled out in the Cup Series? Um, this particular format, I do not. Um, there's been a lot of talks about where pit stops will go in 2021 with the new car um obviously there will be a single lug nut um wheel a lot like what you're used to in indycar um and even on like the rolex cars from this Hmm. past weekend's 24 hours of daytona which was an amazing race i just want to throw that out there um but they they want to keep the live format as much as possible and uh in the series going forward. Good. Yeah, and you said uh, that they are going to the one lug nut uh, design. That was speculation, so you're pretty much saying that it's, are you saying it's confirmed, or are you saying that it's just highly likely? No, it it is pretty much confirmed on our end. I mean, at this point, obviously, that car is a a moving target. NASCAR continues to test and develop and learn the car, but... uh, the price sheet we received the other day after our last technical meeting had the uh, wheels and how much they would cost and, you know, the design of them and everything on there. So it's it's as close to confirmed as can be as long as nothing crazy happens in the next few months. Great. And this is why we have you on here because you're a wealth of knowledge and one of our best friends uh, in, on the show. Um from your perspective, since you deal with the Xfinity side and you've assisted with the Cup side, and your team's doing a Cup, at what point do you guys start building the new car? At what time does like at what point does NASCAR give you a spec sheet and say here's what the new car is actually going to be? Because it seemed like to me 2021 is literally right around the corner now. Like at, at what point do you guys start get rolling on the next car? Well, you know, honestly, we would like to see it in our in our shop no later than September, but. Right now, NASCAR is continuing to test. They're continuing to develop. You know, uh, there has been one wave of parts and pricing released to us. I guess what I should say, estimated pricing released to us. Um, It's not available for purchase yet, obviously, but hopefully, I'd say in the next four to five months, the development will keep continuing and keep going, and hopefully by early September, we could be putting these cars together and getting them. And to be honest, we got so much to learn. I mean, it's a whole, whole different animal than what any of us are really used to. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. And with you being with MBM, it's a smaller team. Uh, are, are the, the initials, I guess, price sheet that you've seen the estimates, 
do you see it working in the favor of the smaller teams, or are you still seeing it be the big man show? Well, the initial cost is really going to hurt the smaller teams. But outside of that, it's going to bring the field together. I guess the comparison I make is like the IRL, um, or what was the IRL, now IndyCar, where you see teams like Dale Coyne racing step up and win races. You see guys kind of come from the back. Not, it, It's more frequent down there. Um, that's going to be a lot more possible with these cars because really there's not much outside of just developing the suspension package that you can play with or mess with. There's so much less gray area. Um, you're going to see some upset wins. You're going to see guys that nail it, you know, drivers that have talent but are in lesser rides. The lesser rides aren't almost going to exist because you're just going to have, you got a part sheet, you go by the parts, and once a certain timeline of development happens, that knowledge is going to spread, and it's it's going to be, it's going to bring the racing closer together, definitely. Good, good. And it's my understanding that they're going to have one common chassis, correct, between the, the manufacturers? Yes. So basically it'll be, there will be manufacturer bodies and manufacturer, you know, engines um, at the beginning that could change in the long run, but that's, that's all speculation. But um, yeah, it, it'll be a common chassis, a common transaxle, common suspension, common body minus the, um, obviously the, what about manufacturer uh, emblems and stuff. And then, I mean, literally everything, the steering components all the way down to what springs you run on the car are all going to be common. So it's it really is tightening up the game. Okay. So I, I think I heard today that there was a meeting of NASCAR with manufacturers today to discuss possible engine packages in the future, like 2023. Um, do you happen to know anything about that meeting or heard like what they're going to be discussing in regards to that? I don't mean to pitch you on the spot. Are, so. No. It, it's, so, I mean, obviously none of this is, is confirmed. It's all just stuff that I've been involved with and talked a little bit about with different people. Um, and NASCAR's come to us and asked for our feelings. They are going to go to a more, I don't want to say crate engine, but a standardized spec engine package um they are looking at all kinds of possibilities everywhere from going to a v6 package to going to uh staying with a fuel injected v8 that's just controlled differently all the way to electric uh and hybrid racing so everything's out there everything's floating um everything is in talks hmm. other manufacturers are in talks i mean it's there's a lot of possibilities going forward up into 2025 of what this could become right now. It's just all trying to figure out who's, who's real and who's not, who really wants to be involved, what companies want to step up, what companies are just trying to get their name in the mix for publicity. You know, it's, it, there's a lot of talks going on. 
Sure. Wow. And wow. that's actually it leads me to another question I was going to ask. You mentioned possible other manufacturers. Is there any rumors that you've heard of like other manufacturers that might be joining soon or attempting to? Um, nothing that I've heard officially. I sure. just know that there's a lot of a lot of manufacturers that you watch in American auto sport or auto racing that uh, obviously are licking their lips at our market, especially with this new car that more resembles what your daily street car is nowadays. Um, that definitely are, are starting to think NASCAR might be a place to land. And, and you think too, these cars are now very, very similar to what the V8 supercars are out of Australia. So some of those manufacturers obviously are probably looking our way, wanting to know our market, our fan base, and probably very interested in getting involved. Hmm. That's going to be uh, very interesting to see the developments in the next year to two. Uh, I think it's actually, I mean, I think it could be a very positive thing for the sport. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be neat to see some other manufacturers come in and make a bit more, uh, I guess, IMSA close, I guess you say? Yes. Yeah, a little bit more like and that. At the end of the day, that we all know that NASCAR has made a, a large investment in IMSA-type racing over the last few years, and they're seeing the reactions from fans over there, and that's what's kind of spurred all this, is when you show up to a road race and there's 300,000 people there, and it's like that old NASCAR feel, you know, and they go to our races where the where there's a massive decline in sales and everything else. Although I did just read that Pocono has had its highest sales so far to this point as in the last, or over the last few years, sorry. Um, so that's positive. Glad to see people are interested in the doubleheader day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we uh, we kind of talked about it at one time, possibly looking into it just because it was a doubleheader, but I don't think it's going to work out for our schedule. But uh, definitely for the fans that do get to go, I mean, hell, a whole weekend of like extreme racing. I Man, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, my uh, my only fear to that weekend is we all know what Pocono means, and that's rain and fog. So. <laughs> true, very true. Uh, one of those things gets in the way and it becomes a long week for everybody involved. But yeah. fingers crossed, I hope that doesn't happen because I think there is a lot of excitement behind it and it would be good for the sport. Yeah. So I yeah. Uh, just just like this, this, the pit stop changes, I'm telling you guys, like it's going to be cool with the way you can change strategy. Um, getting to pick, okay. Do I take two tires or no tires to gain position, or do I put four on and then go to the back behind the guys that chose to do the other stuff? Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna add a new strategy. It's gonna add that old school feel where your crew chiefs and car chiefs and mechanics are coming off the box t- to do pit stops. Um, it, it's it's gonna be fun, and I really think it's gonna change the racing a bunch, especially uh-huh. at Iowa. Sure, I I hope so. And you know, for our for our uh, casual listener, there, Ryan, uh, w- explain the benefit of NASCAR doing this for the smaller teams, for like the cost savings and stuff. Like, wh- like what what is the reason that they actually put this in place? So, perfect example is NBM Motorsports. For us to rent a Joe Gibbs pit crew like we did for most of the year last year, it was a three thousand dollar a race. Um expense and those guys were only available to us for about 
three hours before the race, the race, and then they were gone. So that's three grand you're really putting into just pit stops. Um, with them taking this away, and, and the hardest part, let me back up, the hardest part are the non-companion races because now you're asking these rental teams to be in Pocono, Iowa, Sonoma, you know, all at the same time. So there's a lot of flying, a lot of moving guys around. Um, obviously, they're all private chartered flights, which are more expensive. Because you literally are finishing the race on Saturday, getting on a plane and flying to where the cup race is on Sunday to do the cup race. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, just a huge expense. So now, the way we do it at MBM Motorsports is our guys get a small bonus for being over the wall picker guys. Um, it's nowhere near three grand um, <laughs> for a whole crew. And we also have the benefit of they're there the whole weekend. So our payroll isn't affected as much because these guys work on the cars during the week. They go to the racetrack and pit the cars. They work on the cars all weekend at the track instead of just dropping three grand into guys that are there less than four hours. And it, it's also, they've given us the option, Paoli, who we rent the pit guns from, has been nice enough to say, okay, at these four non-companion races, we won't do pit gun rentals. Which, that's a huge savings. That's $2,000 wow. a car. Wow. Um, so you're looking at basically a $5,000 savings per team at these races. And that and that's not counting flights, hotels, and all the other stuff. That's just a right off the top five grand back in your pocket. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, you're realistically talking probably 15 grand? Yeah. I mean, I would say that's a pretty solid number. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's huge. I mean, how much is a set of tires for an Xfinity car? Uh, so they're upwards. I think we're up to $2,200 now a set. Okay, so that's an additional three or four sets that maybe you didn't have access to easily exactly. that you now have. So now you have a chance instead of running out there with some old, old scuffs, scuffs. Yeah. Where you're, you know, stuck, you know, being loose and back of the pack or whatever, you actually have a chance to maybe be competitive. Right. And those races are so hard because like a lot of the smaller teams do, the cup cars aren't there to buy tires from at a discounted rate. Cause that you know, they're we're the only series racing. So mm-hmm. you're stuck buying new tires. So a lot of teams that are paying three thousand dollars for a pit crew, like you said, that's taking tires off the cars. And then at the end of the day, it's kind of a vicious cycle because you have to pay a pit crew to pit a car that you can't put good tires on to race better. So at the end of the day, you're just kind of staying in the same spot, but spending lots of money to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, kind of heartbreaking, you know. Yeah, and how many times we see it, Ryan, where you had a really good car, but unfortunately, not having tire access kind of killed your day. Yeah, it it it's really, really, really heartbreaking as a crew chief, and I mean, as anyone on the team, when you fire off, you drive up into the top fifteen, and you're excited, the day's going well, and you look down, and then you realize that the money's run out, and the tires you're getting ready to put on the car are not going to allow you to perform to what the car's doing. And sadly, we have run into that several times. And it sucks, man. But yeah. we also have to race when we have to race every week. Um, because at the end of the day, 
bonus money points fund at the end of the year. That's all important. And sometimes to survive in our world, that's what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. And I, I we really focus this show on the smaller teams because a lot of people, a lot of casual fans out there don't understand what the smaller teams actually go through. So, I, I mean, I think me and you have talked about this before, actually, about starting parks. You know, a lot of people want to give the starting parks shit, but explain how, like, that really, that, that formula actually helps teams out. So, like, in our case, um, our starting park car brings in about $15,000 a weekend. Mm. That, that's in the bank. Not, you know, right off the top, fifteen grand in the bank account. Um, we don't have to buy tires. We buy one set of tires for it, but that's what Goodyear and NASCAR requires. Then we buy, we, we don't really buy extra crew. We have three guys that work on the cars all week, and then that's their job at the racetrack. Um, they take care of it. You don't have to have a big crew because you're not going to run the whole race. And in reality, at the end of the day, we can take those four tires off that car, um, not qualify with them, and put our practice tires from another car on it, and that's a free set, basically a free set of tires for one of our cars that's going to go race. So at the end of the day, our starting park cars say not just save the company money, but bring in almost fifteen to seventeen thousand dollars a week. Our payroll is somewhere between thirty and forty thousand a week. So right there, you're putting money to pay people to live, yeah, right back into the team that we wouldn't get without yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And I want to make sure our fans understand that. These small teams, I mean, the guys that you have working for you, Ryan, I'm sure are some of the hardest working guys you've ever been around, right? Oh, my God. I, I love my guys, especially this group we've got right now. I've got a bunch of young kids fresh into racing. we got some old Wiley veterans. Uh, Tony Liberati works for us. He's, he's our head fabricator, you know, Jimmy Johnson's crew chief all the way through the Bush series before he got the cup. We got Doug Rickert. We got, we got famous names. And then we have on the other end of the spectrum, these kids that are just seeing cars for the first time. And it's such an awesome mix and group of hard work, old veterans teaching the young guys, the young guys that love to learn. This is going to be a fun year for uh, NBA motorsports. And I'm really looking forward to it. But the thing is too, those guys are, those kids are starting out in life. Um, they need money to get up, get moving. You know, they're renting their first houses. They don't have or first houses, first apartments. They don't have lots of credit. They're young. They're 18, 19 years old. So right. without a, a starting part program, when we had bad weeks with the race cars, we might not be able to pay our bills where the starting part guarantees that money in the bank every week. That, and that's huge, and we appreciate you giving the young guys a chance to kind of prove themselves. I mean, if it wasn't for teams like you or JD uh, or Johnny Davises or whoever to give opportunities like that, I mean, it, it just paves the way for the sport. It's really yeah. great. Yeah, and we all got to start somewhere, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I started at the bottom and worked my way up, and uh, I look at some of these bigger teams and their lack of development, I think that's kind of what's hurt the sport is – they they dug in and they just wanted the best of the best, the cream of the crop. And the cream of the crop has aged out. It's gotten older and it's been so hard to get in for so many years that the bottom and the middle isn't as flooded with talent anymore or has gotten run out of the sport because they just made it such a 
steel curtain to get in. You know, it's it's definitely hurt the development of the sport over the years, and it's sad to see. Yeah. Uh, what what do you most look forward to in this upcoming season? Man, I'm really excited to work with Chad. Um, I worked with Chad Fincham on and off last year a bunch. Um, we did some races together, and he's just such a great young talent, has an amazing personality, an amazing family behind him. Um, he's a racer, and I know that that term gets used so much, but he really is. If, if Chad could drive... In every series, every weekend, he would. He he would. He literally lives and breathes for this. He's not out for a paycheck. He's not out, you know, to kiss babies and shake hands. He he really wants to race and has got has got a fire that I haven't seen in a long time. So I really look forward to having a full season with Chad and being able to develop and continue the success that he finished last year with. Um, I look forward to putting two MBM cars into the Daytona 500 for the first time. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, that's gonna there's, be. There's a lot of good things coming. Yeah, that's gonna be Chad and Timmy, right? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Timmy will be driving our Ford. Um, this will be the only time this year that we run a Ford. But uh, and then Chad will be in our Toyota. It's actually the same car that Joey Gase raced last year at Talladega and we had a pretty successful run go until a late race crash took us out so yeah and and you know we all know super speedways are the great equalizers that we have currently and hopefully on the rules changes really impact future chances of other tracks too uh yeah oh go ahead no you're fine go ahead I'm sorry I I, I think you are going to see that I think that's a really good point you just kind of made is I think a lot of these future races are going to be like super speedway races where it's more of a roll the dice and all of a sudden you're going to see a a team, especially the guys like um, Go Green and Starcom and, you know, some of these guys that are always hanging out mid-pack but just can't seem to jump that hurdle. Um, I think you're going to see that being a lot easier. JTG, I think they're going to get a lot lot of wins. Um, You know, guys that... The, that mid-pack tier that just can't seem to make that jump. You know, I, I really think that's going to close that gap. That, that's great. That's great. I, I don't want to pitch you on a spot, but a question I do have for you, Ryan, is let's take Chad out of the picture. Who is the most underrated driver in the series? Xfinity's here. We'll, start, we'll do it Xfinity. We'll focus on that. Uh, Ross Chastain is definitely one of the most underrated. Unless... Um, popular probably less known one i would say is man there's some really good ones out there now mm-hmm. um i think chase briscoe has a lot more talent than what people realize i think uh i really think jeremy clements has i think jeremy clements could win every week in a cup series and a quality ride mm-hmm. yeah i mean um, i i wouldn't yeah. disagree with that that's a good good pick um, I, you know, there's the, the back of the, the Xfinity pack has gotten so good lately. Um, it's hard to pick, but yeah, Jeremy's definitely one. Uh, Ryan Sieg has grown up so much over the years and become such a solid competitor. Um, just, just a lot of talent back there that needs a place to, 
needs the right situation to really show it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, arguably that the Xfinity Series is a stronger competitive field than what the Cup Series is. I, I would agree with that. I definitely would. I think some of the, uh, I think some of the talent that has gone up to the Cup Series has definitely spent their money to get there to say they want to be there, uh, which is fine because it's taken them out of our series and allowed some of these younger guys that may not be getting the opportunity to get an opportunity, which is awesome. Yep. Yep. Uh, just to dial it back just a little bit, we're talking about you know, the guys on your team kind of stepping up, you know, going from a normal mechanic role to, you know, help changing tires on, on the weekend at one of the um, one of the races that they have the new rules in place. Uh, you know, a lot of people have this idea that all people involved in this sport are like millionaires, like super rich. Uh, these guys, I mean, I, I, just one more time for the fans, kind of explain like how they work their asses off, and maybe that they're not really rich that they that people just assume they are. Uh, rich is is by far a huge misconception. Uh, most our guys, sadly, and not just us, it's a lot of teams. Most our guys make less money than what your average manager at a Lowe's, Home Depot. Um, McDonald's, I mean, <laughs> you know, a lot of our guys could walk away right now and go, I, I actually, I'm going to use this example because I just saw it today. There was a sign at Quick Trip, which is a really popular gas station down here in the South, and I think it's expanding throughout the country. But, uh, you know, you can make $80,000 a year starting out as a manager there. There's not too many people on our team that are making $80,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So they're here to there's not a lot of guys on our team that are making $60,000 a year. You know, it's, these guys are here because they love racing. They love cars. They love competing. Um, you know, and that's, that's the best part. It's not, we're not here to get rich. Um, I tell people all the time that if I wanted to get rich, I would have gotten away from this a long time ago. (laughs) Um, you know, I, but I just love it, man. I, I love the competition. I love working with the young guys. I love, seeing a young guy with the fire in his eyes just like I had God knows how many years ago when I started this adventure and that's what excites me every day it's not the fact of oh man I'm getting paid uh that's secondary to to living your dream on a daily basis and that's the group of guys I got right now that all live with that mentality and that's a that's a scary mentality because I always joke that we got nothing to lose. We've already, a lot of these guys have got nothing left. So um, your willingness to work, compete, to sell out, to, in honor of what happened Sunday, to live the Mamba mentality of just be great. Um, man, that's that's the group of guys I got right now, and I love them. Love every bit of it. And that's great. And I, I'm hoping that our fans are listening to this and – if, I, I think if people listen to our show, I, I don't see how they can ever leave and not respect, especially the smaller teams, because it is about passion. It is about the love of the sport. It's Absolutely. about working their asses off, the blue-collar kind of guy. I mean, I don't know how people couldn't love teams like NBM. I just don't understand it. it, it it's to me and what I see and what I'm – the flack I get on social media and different things is people want to cheer for the million-dollar – 
you know, it's it's no different than walking through the parking lot, walking by a Ferrari, and then walking by a Chevy Camaro. There's nothing wrong with that Chevy Camaro. Mm-hmm. But you're going to stroll over that Ferrari as you walk by. Um, but then when the Camaro gets in the way of the Ferrari, people get mad. Right. And, and that's kind of what happens in our deal, you know. These guys, my guys work from 7 in the morning until 5.30 at night and then turn around take off their work shoes, throw on pit shoes, do a couple stretches, and then they're out there busting off pit stops till 8, 8.30 at night um, trying to get better. So not only are they being workers and learning to massage and build these cars, they're being athletes at the same time. And then they're going home, sleeping for a few hours, and coming back and doing it all again. Um, you don't do that because you want to get rich. You know, you, you do that because you love it. And the cool thing was when I came to these guys and said, look, I don't think we're going to rent pit crews this year. How many of y'all want to be involved in this? Every hand shot up. Nice. And I said, okay, that's cool. It's night one. Like everybody <laughs> wants to do it on night one. Sure. Well, we're two and a half weeks in, and I gave them the night off tonight, and five or six of them came up to me and said, can we stay and do a little bit of stuff? We, we know – you gave us the night off, but we'd really like to do something. And I'm like, all right, I, I got you. I, I feel y'all. You do you. You know, go yeah. go have fun. Go go put some work in. So you're not just a crew chief. You're the coach. Yep, yep. I've careers come full circle. One of the, one of the first main responsibilities I had in racing was pit coach. So I've shook shaking off shaking off a few years of. Uh, sitting on the sidelines and I'm back at it but I I love coaching man I love coaching my kids baseball teams football teams basketball I love coaching people that want to learn it's to me I'm I'm never going to be able to give back financially to this world I'm probably never going to have been anything cool enough to have a legacy so my legacy is teaching people a craft that I've learned that's made my life pretty cool if I can pass that along then I've done something pretty neat on this planet yeah, that's that's awesome. And Ryan, we uh appreciate you taking that time to talk to us. And again, if our fans can't listen to this and respect you, respect MBM or what smaller teams bring to the sport what they do, they're not true NASCAR fans in, in, in my opinion. So, and, you know, to be honest, it it, it takes all kinds. And uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I get a little frustrated when people rag on us too. But at the end of the day, if you do hate us, that's cool, man. Hate drives the hate drives the uh, passion and fuels the fire. There so you go. Yeah. Hate us while we outrun your million dollar team, boys. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, w- one last thing for you: Have you tried the new Rowdy energy drinks? Man, I have not yet. I uh, I would definitely like to, but I haven't gotten around to them. Do you uh, do you drink energy drinks like monsters and stuff? Well, I'm I'm not supposed to. Medical <laughs> people tell me that uh that it's not something I need to be doing anymore. But we do. Monster has been great and does uh, supply the cup teams with energy drinks for for free. So every once in a while, I'll pop me a good Monster. They've got some great new flavors out too. Uh, one tastes like drinking straight bubble gum, which is a little trippy, but <laughs> it's actually pretty good. So, good. You no, know, I. Uh, I tried to stay away from them, though. Okay. Well, we tried the rowdy drinks tonight. That's why I was asking. Uh, 
Lugs was nice enough to order us some, and they came in the mail today. Uh, they're pretty good. I'm actually impressed. I like these a lot better than I like Kyle himself. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm going to have to try me some. I mean, anything with the name Rowdy on it got to be worth something right yeah right, sure yeah yeah i mean it's a great design great logo i think he did very well with it so the best part is is getting the logo out there making cool stuff i think that always catches the eye of the fans the best so yeah i uh if it's got a badass logo i'm probably gonna hit it up anyway <laughs> right right so well, Ryan, thank you for the time tonight, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking uh, to you again soon about you know updates to the season and stuff. So. Yeah, if, if we don't get to talk to you before Daytona, definitely good luck down there with everything, yep. and we'll be watching and rooting for you. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, NASCAR fans, for listening to one of the best podcasts there is out there, and thanks for supporting our sport. We love you all, and watch MBM. We're going to do some cool stuff this year. Ryan, did you just say one of the best? <laughs> you know we're the damn well, best. <laughs> the only the only one that I got to give a little notch over you is Junior because he's had John Force. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. We're we'll yeah, never I, be at that level. Sorry, so I'll, sorry. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say never, man. I, I'm gonna make it happen. I, I'm gonna make it happen. Okay. We're get John Force on here. <laughs> okay. Before 2021, John Force will be on. This podcast. Actually, actually, you say that. Uh, I actually have a connection that actually knows John Force. I just thought about that. See, see, <laughs> see? yeah, my see. connections and your connections—it's going to happen. Yeah, that's we actually, wouldn't, we yeah. wouldn't know what to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, historic man. Yeah. John is. John is well, uh, sure, but I just—I don't yeah. know. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can. Maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe if not John Force, we get someone like second to him, like maybe uh, Courtney. Oh, okay, there we go. Courtney, yeah, there we go. There we go. We'll get some pictures of her, too, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ryan. We'll be in touch, man. We appreciate it. Take it easy, guys. Thank you. And, folks, that was Ryan uh, Bell with NBA Motorsports. He's called in the show several times. He's become, a, I guess you say, a friend of the show, right? Absolutely. And always... I, he he's candid. I mean, he'll tell you everything he feels. Who else and, do you know that's going to call in and talk about expenses that their teams face? Like, let's be honest, this is very—it's a taboo subject, right? This is a, a very don't talk, don't about, talk about yeah, it yeah, subject. Yeah. And Ryan just gave us information that I've you know never seen out in the public. So thank you for being so you know. Yeah, brash about it, right? He, he's and, the and best sharing that, you he's know. The best, and I say that, I, I, and it was sincerity. I with us, with talking to us, he's always been the most open, down to earth guy, and tells you like it is. And unfortunately, hey, they don't live, you know, underneath the Hendrick umbrella with millions of dollars, but they work their asses off. Mm-hmm. They they earn everything they get. So I, it just it bugs me, and he kind of we kind of talked about about people not respecting the smaller teams and giving the starting park shit. Well, you know, man, they have to earn an income, right? So to pay these doing, guys, yeah, it's just, a strategy to help pay the people, right. to they're help do, They're, they're doing it. all that they can to do what they can, right? You know, right. like you said, it's a vicious cycle, but um, they're just out there to be a part of the sport that we all love. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're the ones that have the balls to actually go do it. Look, I'd love to go do that, but I don't have the balls to, <laughs> to <laughs> just pick up and to, go, do that. To, to go yeah. and do that and just, like, sell my house and, like, yeah. empty my bank account. And, yeah. you know, good for those guys for living the dream. Yeah, a- absolutely. And uh, envious. 
Yeah. Envious. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, folks, as anyway, uh, as always, thank you for listening to the show. We we sincerely, I keep saying sincerely. I'm not trying to use it generically. I, I'm I'm honest when I say we really appreciate you listening, taking the time to listen to us. I know Lux's voice is like excruciating, painful. Okay, maybe mine is, <laughs> but we really appreciate it, folks. So thank you very much. Yeah, we'll be back in uh, two weeks, and we've got a fun episode. So we'll um be breaking down the clash that day uh, yep. but we're also gonna make some fun predictions yep. uh for 2020 uh yeah. we're kind of gonna break down who we think's gonna be um front runners and who might not be and what organization <laughs> is gonna do what and just kind of throw some stuff sure. up against the wall and see what sticks and then we're gonna come back at the end of the year and see how accurate we were or how much of an idiot we look like <laughs> yeah well that's every yeah. show but. yeah that's true that's true um and we we do have our new fantasy format lined out oh yeah that's um true. so we won't really talk about it on the air because it's gonna be boring not legal jargon but might as well be um it's just how the the format's gonna be so what we're gonna do we're going to um by next episode, we'll post it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, honestly, probably what I'll do is our, our previous players, I'll probably email them the list of the rules as well, mm-hmm. uh, just so they have an email copy. Or if you want to you join us this year, you want to get in on it, uh, email me, um, wreckingracing at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll send you an email of with, all the with, contests. Otherwise, we'll definitely post it on Facebook. I don't know if the uh, character limit on Twitter will allow us maybe to do we it can on there, link it to Facebook yeah, or we link could, it to something yeah, else we'll drop possibly. a link or yeah. something so. uh, but anyway if you want to know the details for the upcoming fantasy season don't hesitate to reach out to us again wreckingracing at gmail.com you can also go to our website wreckingracing.com um, and reach us out that way reach to us that way as well yeah, that was <laughs> reach to word, us word vomit reach to us yeah hey how you doing um, so anything else you want to throw out there lugs uh no man just uh ready for some racing to get going man and, oh yeah it's coming it's uh, coming we're real close Ooh, man. We're real close what is it like nine days nine days from 18 now 18 to the 500 yeah but so like, yeah so to the to clash, the clash you'll have clash. about nine ten days and uh yeah just ready to get going man i got i got withdrawals <laughs> scratching yeah. at my neck you know <laughs> that cocaine doesn't help that either so <laughs> It's Just, the rowdies. Yeah, it's the rowdies. We're all itching because of the rowdies, yeah. So anyway, folks, we will talk to you in two weeks, and we'll start our regular season. Love you guys. And the checkered flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again, and see you soon.